This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You know, it, it is funny that you did retweet that after the show was over. Um, like, did you think that was going to help engagement in some That's way, right. shape, or form? Right. Like, were you trying drunk? To do my part. Trying to do my part, George Sedano. Yo, don't listen to him, man. Retweets are very important because we have podcasts. What if people said, oh, I didn't hear it when it was live, but because of this retweet, I now know I can go to the podcast. Well, but if they already subscribe to the podcast, they know because they'll see they'll get either a notification or they will check because there's an update to the podcast automatically. I don't know what you were doing, Cap. I don't know. <laughs> so, I tried, dog. Thanks. I tried. Yeah, I mean, he did. I he tried for you. I appreciate you, LZ. Yeah. Well, well, let me ask, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Just be real with me. Yeah. Did you have too much to drink, and you just, or do you have like this social media Tourette's where you just feel like you need to retweet and like everything that everyone on the show and the station posts? It's kind of like that. Like when okay. I pick up my when I pick up my phone, and I I do recall last evening when this happened and I was like, what time is it? Oh damn, they're already off, but I like it. And let me retweet it. I don't know when, when people hit me up or I'm on something, I'm like, Hey, like means I'm acknowledging that I got it. I see it. No, like would have been totally appropriate and fine. It was the retweet after the fact that the show had already been over for 15 minutes, which I found strange. Yeah. I don't know how, don't ask me how, I got stuck watching a hockey game yesterday, Boston versus the New York Islanders. Dude, I don't watch yeah, hockey. Good game. Yeah, I don't watch hockey. It just happened. It was one of those things that was on, and it turned into a good game, and guys were fighting, and, and, and I was like, I'm watching a postseason hockey game. And then I picked up my phone, and I saw, hey, George is doing radio, and I was like, I was going to do radio, but then Bergman told me not to show up. And then – Wait oh, a second. No, stop that. What do you mean Bergman, Bergman told you, told not, you, to you not to show up? That sounds very much on brand. Go on. I mean, is that, I mean, that's kind of, so, oh, yeah, that's kind of what happened. I, mean, I was like, yo, I, yeah, me and LZ were talking last week, like, yo, I'm going to be on with Sedano on Monday. And then Bergman's like, yo, dude, we don't, we don't need you. You're fine. Take First of all, that's nowhere Wait near. Wait a second. Okay, hold happened. on. Hold on. Because while I was in Dallas, I was, my understanding was you were going to do the show. Yeah. And then I got a text saying it was going to be me and you yeah. and, and Bergman and LZ was out. And I said, okay. And, then I get a text. I, I don't I want to say I'd have to go back and look, but I got a text shortly thereafter or within a day or so that it was just going to be you were out and then it was just going to be me and Greg. So mm. are you saying Greg persuaded you to not do the show? I feel like my therapist used to say to me, don't try and be a mind reader. Don't don't try and figure out what somebody's saying to you. But in this case, I felt like the text messages were like, hey, are you in? And I was like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm in. And it was like, okay, because we didn't know because we've been promoting it as like a Sedano special. I'm like, oh, okay. I think he's trying to tell me that George must have something planned he wants to do and nope. I'm just going to be in his way. So, nope. hey, what do you do? You not want me to come in? That's well, cool. Like, no, nah, man, to, take the day. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy your holiday. I'm like, okay. 
All right, I'm out then. That's cool. I'm All fine. Right. Greg? Can, can we tell the, the real story now, Cap? Oh, okay. That's I actually my like this version. <laughs> I'm sure you do, LZ, yeah, but that's yeah. not how it happened. That's so on Friday, LZ, you can attest to this, you convinced Scott not to work on Monday, right? How did you convince I, him? Wait, how did what? this turn on you? <laughs> wait, I'm trying to figure out how on earth did that interpretation come out okay, of being. Okay, so we t- we were talking about the show on Monday, and right. you were like, I'm not working that day. I'm taking the day off. Was this on the air or yes, off the air? Yes, on the air. On the air. We okay. said we're not going to do it. Because and then, I, got and a bunch goes, of, I, I got a bunch of tweets that said to me that Kaplan either something to the effect of he reneged on his, uh, on, on his uh, attempt to do the show. He said, you were supposed to do the show. And like, you know what? I'm actually not going to do it. I'm going to listen to LZ. I'm going to do it just like LZ did. I'm not going to do the show. And I was and I was like, oh, how dare you? How are you You're just going to back out on that? Yeah. On me? I, hold on. I will find some of the text. Wow. wow Cap, is, is right. that true? That is really interesting because, LZ, you use a phrase that I have adopted. In fact, I believe I've just blatantly just stolen it from you, which is. Hell to the gnaw? Oh, no. Hell oh, to the gnaw oh. is one I liked already. Oh, okay. I liked but receipts. Receipts. Yeah. Receipts. So you have receipts, my friend? I believe I do. Well, you can't believe you need to pull them out. When the word receipt is utter cap, that is actually after the fact you've already identified and have pulled them out. Let me read to you, and you guys decide. You guys tell wait, me. Wait, 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 wait. Golden ahead. Knight at yeah. Golden Knight GFX, who's a very loyal listener to the show, uh, tweeted me when I posted a tweet the day before, which was Sunday when the Lakers lost. Uh, Cap bailed on Greg last minute live on air, LMAO. Mm. I'll be tuning in while the hot dogs are cooking for sure. Wow. Okay. All right. That's 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 so. True. All right. So let's go. Let's get to the right. bottom so now, of this. So a here, a so Sedano LZ in Cap investigation here. Okay. So it's Sunday at 1.12 p.m. Mm-hmm. I get a text from Greg Bergman. Hey, are you in or out tomorrow? No worries either way. Wait, wait, wait. But what about this guy's tweet that said you bailed on the air? Which is yeah, why no, I asked him, by the way. Right, I asked right. you because I wasn't sure anymore. Because I said on the air, LZ was like, no, I'm off. And I'm like, no, nah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good. And, and then LZ was making some compelling, you know, uh, uh, you know, statements about what he might be doing. And I was like, you know, maybe I should take the day off. But, I think I said I was smoking pot. Yes, that sounded really good to me. No, LZ, That's you were off. That's all it took? Yeah, you said you were off and you were going to smoke pot and you were going to do your thing. And that was fine. And then Cal's like, yeah, yeah, I'm out. Okay, so then, so then let me tell you what happened. So, wow, so Greg that's all says, it takes to convince you? Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't so Greg, a counter-argument or anything. I was smoking no. pot. All right, I'm well, out but too. Can, can, we also, can we also address, like, when we're done here, can we also address how Greg then eventually just put it on LZ? Like, it was LZ's I wasn't putting spot? it on him. I was just, he just told them, like, I'm not working. I don't, and LZ and, and I mean, Scott just went this with sounds it. But, very, this sounds plausible, Kaplan, only because you are easily influenced. We right, certainly but, have figured that out. But, but yeah. here, here's, the, here's the truth, though. I lied. I totally worked yesterday. I worked from like 4 in the morning till about 4 in the afternoon finishing just, up stuff for the podcast and columns and stuff. Right, just, just, not, knew, just not radio. Right. I just you knew did your I other jobs. I, exactly. Yeah. I just yeah. knew I, I didn't have capacity to do everything I needed to do to wrap that up. And try to be entertaining. And I right. decided to spare the listeners from my boredom. That was yeah. sweet. That was very nice. So anyway, Kaplan, so what happened here? So here's then, what happens. 1.12 yeah. so, p.m. Sunday, okay, I get a text, text message from Greg. Yes. Are you in or out tomorrow? No worries either way. My response, I don't want to leave George all alone. His response, do what you want, man. It's a day off, so whatever you want. Just need to know for promotion purposes. I said, yeah. But isn't Jorge committed to working? He says, Jorge is yes. 
We've been promoting it as the Sedano special. So if you're in, great and we'll change. If not, no stress. Right. And I'm like, hmm, something's going on here. Well, because Chris would have to do new imaging, and right. that's fine. But, you know, because Chris works on the fly all the time. Exactly. So, so that at that point, I thought to myself, Greg is trying to tell me something. So, okay, <laughs> I feel like I'm being told take the day off because George has some plans or Greg really wants to go deep into the Lakers on a day after a game. Okay, if you're trying to push me into taking the day off, I'll take it off. So that's what I did. I feel like I'm talking to my ex-wife here with this. What is happening? <laughs> I don't know, but, but, she, but Scott's taking half. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what is the conclusion here? Brionis, so, so you've been listening to all of this. Okay, you are a, you, an impartial party here. Uh, you, you're, you know, you were part of the Mason and Ireland show regularly. You are sitting in with us today. You are a friend of the program, of course. Um, how do you view all of this? Because Scott, Scott is implying that Greg pushed him off. Now, Scott, are you implying that because you believe, and I heard you say Greg wants to dive hard into the Lakers. Are you saying that Greg wanted more airtime is what yes, you're saying? That's what I'm saying. And okay, not, I just want to be yeah, clear. Yeah. Wow. I want to be clear. Because in the wow. final analysis, I just want to tell you the last part of the, the text chain going back and forth was, I said, had I known it was promoted that way, I would have bowed out gladly. He goes, no, it's always your choice. I said, yeah, but... Maybe George had something he wanted to do. And, and Greg says, ha-ha, it's all good, man. Take the day. It's not that deep. It was really whatever you wanted. I'm like, okay, all right, cool. Okay, now, Greg, do you have a rebuttal to all of this? Yeah, I was tired of arguing over it. It was whether you want to take the day off or not. There was not right, it wasn't I can, deep. And this was a Sunday, deep. right? Sunday, you were already upset because the Lakers have lost. <laughs> right. um, what, what time was it? It was 1.15. So oh, the no, the Lakers were, were still playing at yeah. that time. So right. we, didn't, we didn't have a result yet. Um, but yeah, like it's Sunday, it's a long weekend. You just want an answer. That's also plausible. Um, so I gave you all the opportunities. They were all Briones, there. What do you think? All right, he did so based on all this evidence, I think it was just Greg wanting to do the Sedano and Greg show. He didn't want cap or anybody involved. He's like, you guys take the day off. It's just me and Sedano today. Okay, so Ramona has just texted me, okay? What does she she think? And she she agrees with Briona. She says, whenever someone says, quote, no worries either way, it means they don't want you. No, I just don't. I didn't want to argue anymore. (laughs) No, no, that was at the beginning. That wasn't actually an argument. That was the very first thing you said, actually. No, I don't. Going back and forth, because you were telling me yes last week, and then you said no on Friday, and then I had to find out on Sunday whether you were actually going to be there or not. Uh, No worries either way is definitely like. I don't care. I don't care. Right. You're being like faux polite. Right. Right. It's it's just like. Polite. When I went to like my then ex wife, and I was like, hey, I think I'm gay. Is that going to bother you? She says, I'm good either way. And when she said that, I was like. No worries. I, I think I think she's like she doesn't want to be married anymore. That's just a real sort of polite way of saying go on about yourself. Like so if I take that example and apply it to this situation, yeah. it does sound exactly the same way. <laughs> Sounds like everybody's talking to their ex wife all of a sudden. There yeah. you go. Right. But not, nonetheless, it still doesn't explain while we we may have agreed that Greg may have pushed you out, it still doesn't it doesn't make sense why you would retweet my tweet about the show 15 minutes after it was well, over. Well, of oh, course that's it perfect does. trolling. That's perfect trolling right there. Yeah, I mean, that's like But you are not you're not that smart. No offense no, to you. No, you're no, not doing no, it because no, of that. No, no, but what I am is, thank you anyway, but what I am is I'm that guilty. So so do you understand the guilt George, that I'm healthy, 
mm. but I'm I've got a DNP. You're a healthy scratch, mm. right? Yeah. I'm a completely yeah, healthy scratch, man. You remark us all, man. Right, yeah. and and let me tell you something. When it's all said and done, yeah. While I feel like I could have helped my team win yesterday, mm-hmm. I feel like you know what? I'm actually glad I took the day off. Okay. Because because uh, I'll tell you something, and this is not a usual thing for me to say. Yeah. Man, I was nursing a really bad hangover all damn day. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, the show's going to go on from 3.30 to 6, but there was a baseball game on the air that didn't end until like 5 o'clock. I'm like, I'd have been sitting around, you know, like hanging out for an hour. You know what? I'm glad George and, and Greg decided to work this thing today. Yeah, I, it was fine. It was great. It, it, yeah, exactly. Clearly what Greg was. Uh, hey, Greg, Greg was good yesterday, by the way. Um, I'm sure he was, which explains why I see his photo has been superimposed on our billboard. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Ramona Ramona has added that no worries either way is one step above, quote, up to you. So that's like you've escalated it from up to you. Isn't up to you kind of what it was? It is. It's up to you. If you want to work, work. If you don't, don't. Just because you had a different inflection, Greg, doesn't mean that it doesn't have the same motivation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's okay, man. It's all right. How dare you, hey, you know what? I'm planning on going to Provincetown to see my gay people next month. Mm-hmm. I'll give you the dates. I'll be gone. And you can tell me it's up to me on those days. Right, okay. exactly. <laughs> well, you give yes. me the days. It is up yes. to you. There we yes. go. How about yeah. Hey, by the way, we, uh, we've got a new uh, contest that we're unveiling in the next segment. So here's what that deal is all about. So it's called uh, Bash for Cash. Correct, Greg? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, that was when you have to answer. You were answering a lot quicker yesterday, by the way, when it was just you. When I was talking about show. Was Sorry. Yeah. When it was yeah. the Sedano and Greg show. Yeah. So anyway, bash for cash. We are giving away cash. It's very simple. Okay. We are doing this where we are going to give you an opportunity. All you got to do is call in when you hear us kind of give you the cue to call per se. Right. And then uh, when you get caller number four, right, Greg, is that it? Caller number four? Yes. Caller number four. Caller number four will call in and that person will give us a player and an inning. That said player will hit a home run. It could be either a Dodger player or an Angel player. And if the player hits a home run in the next game, you win 100 bucks. If the player hits a home run in the inning you said that that player was going to hit the home run, you win 200 bucks. And if nobody wins, everything rolls over double the next day, basically. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. So, so I, it's just another rollover know. contest if people don't win. Yeah, I want you to know I've done the math, George, LZ. I want you guys to know that I've done the math. My math is not always accurate, but just let's call it approximate. Yeah. If nobody gets the home run hitter that night, Correct. day after day after day, by the yeah. time this contest is over, we would get to the final day, and that person could be playing for like $4,500. Again, yeah. give or take a couple hundred dollars because I, I tried to do the math, but this is as close as I could get. No, that, You're that's, that's true. If, if, if no, <laughs> Thank you. If, if nobody wins, and it's very possible, that's a tough contest. i got to be honest with you. Um, I actually feel like we're kind of skimming on the 100 and 200 personally. Just kidding, kidding. Uh, but because it's hard and eventually it rolls over, uh, I do think that, yeah, you're, to your point, if it's that last day, it could be like four grand. It's crazy. It's a lot of cash. money right there. Yeah. And all right, Greg so, is really going to try and get you off the show then. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so coming up next, we're going to get into the Lakers. Big game tonight. This is as big a game as you could have in the first round. 
We'll explain all the reasons why, which I'm sure you know plenty of them, and also what needs to happen tonight to be successful for the Lakers. This portion of the show is presented by, uh, presented by Alignment Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. But first, we go to the LA Metro Traffic Center for a look at traffic with Kiki. Kiki, do you think Greg was trying to push Kaplan off the show? Yeah. All right, good. Yeah, we thought so too, clearly. Thanks. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thank you, Christopher. All right, we have Darren Wade from Burbank. You are today's Bash for Cash contestant. Hello, how are you? Fine, George. Thank you. How are you? I'm excellent, sir. Thank you for asking. Um, So who is your hitter, and what inning do you believe they will hit a home run in the next contest, which is tonight's contest? Tonight's contest. Um... Could be an angel or a dodger. Or a devil. Yes, sir. I am going to say... I'm going to say Taylor in the third. Okay. Chris Taylor in the third inning. Do I have that correct? Yes, sir. Okay. Mm. How did you arrive at that? What was your calculus? (laughs) That was a total – it was a total stab in in the dark. I Uh, Yeah. That's what's called a pull – I pulled that one out of uh, thin air. I I kept so – Because Taylor's actually been traded to Miami Marlins, and he's been there all – no, actually, that's not true. No, he's just messing with you. Yes, yes. That's a a good one. Yeah. I wanted to go with the fan favorite, but that's the one I felt, so that's how it came out. Okay, great. Now, Cap, tell him if he does predict the correct player, Chris Taylor, in what inning? You said the third, correct, Darren? Yes, sir. All right. Tell him what he'll win, Cap. All right, Darren, here's how this thing works. It's real easy. You've already picked Chris Taylor in the third inning. If you predict the correct player, Taylor, and he hits a home run, you win $100. If if Taylor hits a home run in the third inning, you'll win $200. But here's the one little snag in all of this. If Uh-oh. you don't have the right prediction, if, if it's not Chris Taylor, okay, mm. tomorrow's cash prize goes up from 100 and 200 to 200 and 400 dollars, respectfully. Good Lord, that's a lot of money. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right, okay. so you gave it to us. It's Chris Taylor in the third. Chris Taylor of the Dodgers will hit a home run tonight in the third inning. So we've got it. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. All right, let's put him back on. Let's go, Chris Taylor. Yeah, Yeah, go, Chris Taylor, for you, dude. Thank you very much, sir. And make sure to listen tomorrow at 4.15 when we will have another Bash for Cash contestant. Special thanks to Owning, bringing safety and simplicity to financing your home. Visit Owning.com for more info today. Yep, you can finance. Yep, yep. So owning will help you with your the simplicity of your financing or refinancing your home. So good stuff there. Uh, all right. 
Uh-oh. Michael Thompson is here. I'm here to lift you boys' spirits and to ease your fears, gentlemen. Oh, oh nice. Mm. That's right. right. Especially LZ, the, the one that's always pessimist over there about the Laker chances. So, would, Michael. That, would, that you, actually would be Kaplan. I'm the one that's right. always picked the Lakers. Oh. Yep. Yeah, Kaplan is the, yeah. the pessimist. They are one. not going to go out meekly like Sedano's Heat. <laughs> Did they so, even go out? Did they even get in? <laughs> So let me let me ask you this, Michael. Your uh, Bahamian uh, grandson there, or uh, you know whatever, DeAndre Ayton, my fourth son. I'm adopting him. Yes, he is. uh, He's destroying the Lakers in this series. How do you suggest they try to stop him at this point? First, they got to stop the penetration from Payne, Chris Paul, Devin Booker. That's how he's getting all his points. They just dish it off to him around the basket. He's getting these easy put-ins, dunks, easy little flip shots. So it's not like he's taking Drummond off the post and doing his Akeem Olajuwon moves on him. He's just getting these open dunks. So they got to stop the dribble penetration. That's the first thing. Yep. And um, let me ask you this. No, oh, I thought he was going on to the second thing. No, no, first thing. That's the first thing. Because okay, then okay. that'll stop the yeah. second thing, Cap. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but on the flip side, the Lakers have been stinky shooting threes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. And, and it, right. it's Sign only... LZ. He could make them better than that. Yeah. Um, that needs open. to happen here because LeBron can't do this all him, right. on his own. LeBron, yeah. LeBron is going to need guys to shoot around yeah. him to be able to do the best damage need, that he can. We need somebody who could shoot at least as good as Shumpert and J.R. Smith. We're not desperate. <laughs> Forget Kyle. Well, Jr. was a good shooter. Yeah, but he was, was a good shooter. He was inconsistent. And, you know, and KCP be, is a good shooter. Yeah, but he, 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 he may not be healthy. He, he shot a career high forty-one percent this year. And now turned out around, he's shooting fourteen percent in the playoffs. I know. Right, good. Calendar got all crossed up. But you know, guys like him <laughs> usually do. So maybe he'll bounce out of it tonight, and they'll make their threes. All they gotta do is shoot thirty-five percent from three. They don't have yes, to thirty-five is the magic yeah. number. I said yesterday. Right. Yes. See that, Hor- see that George? You, you watch. You're following things closely, George. Michael, do you think Michael, do you think that AD gives it a go tonight? And if he does, what can he give you? I don't think he will. I think the Lakers. Let's say he doesn't play. The Lakers come back down two to three, because you're never down three two. That means you're up three two. So they're gonna come back down two three. Maybe these extra forty eight hours will give him more time to rest, get healthy. They could win here in Game Six, and it comes down to one game on Saturday, and he can play in that. The Lakers will be in good, even if it's Phoenix. The Lakers will be able to handle that pressure. So you would sit him out for two games, perhaps? No, no. Let him sit out tonight. Let him play on Thursday. Oh. Okay. You know, but because we haven't heard yet. So I doubt if he plays tonight. I'd be surprised. But, you know, I mean, hey, all I know is guys like, remember a guy named Kobe? He would say, tape it up, spit on it, and let's go. A lot of people taped it up and spat on it and, let, and wanted to go, but that yeah. doesn't mean that they can do it. Um, when it comes to LeBron – we pretty much know what we can expect out of him. He's going to come. He's going right. to come out and he's going to be aggressive. Yeah. But I'm under the belief that unless Dennis Schroeder is able to come through with a 20 point game with efficient scoring, they're not going to win. Yeah, Schroeder's got to step. I call him Schroeder because he says Schroeder in the Laker promo. Schroeder's got to step up, and uh, he's got to get 18 to 22 points tonight. You're right, and so does Drummond. Drummond's got to get 18 to 20. These guys are capable of doing it because they've done it before. And basically, what the Lakers got to do is watch some video on my, I mean, on the Warriors from two years ago when they didn't have Kevin Durant for like two months in the playoffs, and they did just fine getting to the finals without their best player. So it can be done if everybody else picks up the slack. Well, Kevin Durant was their best player, but Steph remains the MVP. LeBron is both the best player and the MVP of that team. 
is that too much responsibility for him at nah, this point? He's built for this. Like you said, these shoulders are built for this. He's been doing it for 17 years. Why should this year be any different? So he's been in this situation many times. I remember I counted LeBron James out one time and oh, I'll never live, live, to, uh, live to regret it for the oh, rest what of time my life. Oh, that? that 2016 oh. series. You yeah. count him out in 2016? Yeah, I figured the Warriors are home game seven. They got this. But little oh, did I know that, that LeBron was going to come up and do LeBron things. You should have talked to me, Michael. Really? You True th- story. What? I was walking down the street with Steven Jackson. And they had just, like, won a game or something like that. And it was all of a sudden now it was 3-2. And I said to Jax, I said, you know, the Cavs are going to win this. And he goes, you think? And I says, yeah, because they figured something out. They didn't just win because there was hot shooting. They figured something out. And obviously they came back and they won. Um, I'm not sure if they figured something out without AD yet. I'm not sure because when they had not had him available or at his best, they didn't look like they were in a cusp of something. They looked downright miserable. Uh Do you think going into this, knowing that you're just not going to have him, would set them up differently than in the previous two times they've played in this series in which he didn't play well and then got hurt? Defensively, they can still do the same. Remember game two, the Lakers came out and they were tenacious on defense. They were challenging everything. They were moving their feet. They weren't getting beat off the dribble as much because in game two, they were desperate to win that game and even up the series and get the home court advantage back to L.A. They got to come out with that same mindset, that same mentality tonight, that same strategy to flatten out the Phoenix offense, make Devin Booker and Cameron Payne and, and CP3 dribble more towards the sideline and let them turn that corner. My goodness, it ain't that hard to do if you jump out there and make the guy switch switch and change direction like we used to do back in the old days with John Stockton and Kevin uh, Johnson and, and Isaiah Thomas and great point guards like that. We never used to let those guys kill us. These guys letting Cameron Payne kill him? Are you kidding me? Well, there's a big difference, Michael. What do you mean? We all knew that at the end of the day, Stockton, Isaiah, Kevin Johnson, those dudes were going to try and do their damage inside the three-point line. Yeah. Payne is out there testing out his distance and seeing if he can hit it from half court this series. Yeah, but he's turning the corner, getting down the lane to an addition it off to, to uh, Aiton for those Bahamian dunks. Well, it's a lot easier to do that if you're getting a bigger head start. No, not really, because uh, move your feet. To just back off of a guy an extra foot. You cut make off. it sound so easy. Yeah, it is. Just move your you feet. apply yourself. Move and, your feet and c- apply yourself. Cut off the and angle. And pull yourself up by the bootstraps while you're at it. Don't let a guy like get a straight uh, <laughs> path to the, down the lane. you got to make him go out to veer what towards the sideline more. Here's a question. Why don't they put Aiton on his ass? Well, they can't because there's nobody around him by the time he dunks. <laughs> I don't care. Just put him on his ass anyway. You take a flagrant? Take a, take a little bumpity bump bump. Like, t- put him on his ass before the play even gets started. That would be kind of dirty and kind of you might get thrown out and suspended because, like I say, he's so open when he's dunking these these these, these uh, shots. No, that, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm saying when the screen and rolling is about to begin, yeah. when the screen comes right. – Check that MF. Well, yeah. Let him know that you're a present as right. opposed to let it be a brush screen yeah. and he doesn't get any physical touching at all for the yeah. whole possession. Right. You could do that. Maybe do it once because you don't want to keep doing it and put him in the penalty with nine minutes to go in the quarter. You know what I mean? Cause I would pop him. 
Just once, right? You give him the old Bill Lambert treatment or the Rick Mahorn treatment once. Rick Mahorn treatment, not Bill. Give him Rick. Rick Because Rick will hit you and yeah. dare you to fight him. Oh, Rick was mean, boy. Yeah, Rick was tough. Rick, Rick would hit you and be like, I know you ain't trying to fight. And you know what the bad thing about it? He'd hit you, then he'd give you that grin. Like, yeah, now yep. what? Now that, what? That, that gap tooth grin. Yeah. And just stare at you like, you ain't hitting me. That's right. All right, <laughs> Michael. Well, let, let's continue this discussion on the other side. Plus, we got your favorite game, overrated, underrated, or properly Ooh, rated. Yes. Are you ready for that? Ooh, it. Apparently, it's Dan Patrick's favorite game too. Is it? Well, that's what uh, <laughs> that's what seems to be buzzing out there. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Hold on. Let's get to that on the other side too. All right. So, Greg, what do you got? All right. Let's start off with LZ today. We'll do birthdays to start. Actually, no. Michael's here. Michael, are you there? Yeah. All right. Let's do some birthdays, and we'll start off with you. Okay. All right. Uh, Tom Holland, who played Spider-Man in Woo-hoo. all the Marvel movies, Morgan Freeman, and oh. Amy Schumer. Overrated, Ooh. underrated, or properly rated? Okay, let's see. Uh, I'd go overrated um, Schumer. Uh, properly rated Freeman. He's a legend. And uh, underrated Holland. You're so wise, Michael. Th- well, well, thank you, yeah, LZ. That's a compliment wise. coming from you. No, I mean, Why do you think the... Amy Schumer is over is overrated, LZ? She... Or Michael, either one. She's gross and not funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, How about no, that? Is that good enough? Is that clear enough for you? Gross uh, and not funny. Right. That's, that's, that's man, gross, Michael you mean says. in her language and stuff. Yeah, is what you're all, all of that stuff. Yeah. Nasty. Tom Holland okay. is such a good actor. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Greg said he's in the Spider-Man movies epitomizes how underrated he is. Because if you watch some of the other films that he has been in, you're like, damn, this boy's good. Underrated. Plus, Freeman oh. is God. You don't want to mess with him. I'm no, say, I mean, Freeman Morgan. is God. You're not going to say God is overrated. That's, that's, right. that's a quick trip to you know where. He has actually played God. Yeah, that's what I mean. Well, that's what yeah. we're saying. That's why he's that's got the voice saying. of God. Yeah. And Amy yeah. Schumer, I believe she was a two-joke comedian um, in movies. Yeah. I have not spent a great deal of time coming through all of her stand-up, but in the movies that she's been in, it feels as if she's bounced between one or two jokes, which um, are great. You know, Chris Farley made a lot of money doing that, but after a while, you're like, oh, let me get it. You're fat. Got it. <laughs> yeah. George likes it, though, huh, George? See, well, I think she's funny. Like, I haven't seen any of her work in a long time, but I found her to be funny when, when she was at her peak or whatever it was, when she was working regularly. So, I, you See, know, I, I, I saw her one night. I think I told you guys this once, but I, t- I saw her in a big venue. Like, it was like 12,000 people, and I was like, wow, I didn't know Amy Schumer could play to a crowd like this. You know, if you told me it was Chris Rock in, in a sold-out arena, I'd buy that. But Amy Schumer, I was surprised. But I went to the show, and I, I wasn't thinking that she was particularly funny. I love stand-up. I actually love it in small rooms. But nonetheless, there was this woman sitting a couple rows deep, and she was giving Schumer the business. And I was like, this is 12,000 people. you got to be able to handle this. She couldn't handle it. So, like, she stopped the show. Like, hey, security, yeah, can I get this? Hey, I'm trying to do a comedy show over here. It's like, you've gotten to that point of, of stand-up comedy. You got to have you gotta have a way to shut somebody up. Thicker skin, yeah. Not wasn't funny. No. So I got her as overrated. Shows you what kind of taste Sodano has. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It has to do with taste. I just found, I mean, listen, the first time I saw her, she did one of those comedy roasts. Um, I think, was it Charlie Sheen? It was somebody, but she was really good on it. She was by far the best person on it. Somebody wrote um, that for a big deal. I mean, everybody has people writing for them. <laughs> like, oh, not me. Critic, I do my man. own words. That's right. Yeah. Um, I, I, look, I haven't seen her live, so I, I can't attest to that. But the stuff I've seen 
her the stand-up stuff I've seen on TV I thought was very good. But if you want right, to see whatever. a funny woman do a roast, see LaWanda Page on Esther. Now she was funny. On Esther was amazing. Ooh, man, she was I she love on Esther. You want to want on Esther to roast you? Oh my goodness. I loved on Esther. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, next question, right, what's, Greg. What's next? Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sedano, Adrian Grenier, who you know played Vinny Chase on Entourage, has been living on a farm in Austin for the past year and couldn't be happier away from Hollywood, saying Austin is a metropolis without being snooty. Is this overrated, underrated, or properly rated? Uh, you know, I would say properly rated for him. It's not for everybody, right? I just saw – so it's funny you say that. Who's the guy? Vanderbeek. James Vanderbeek. I just saw some show the other day with James Vanderbeek. It was one of these chef shows he happened to be on as like a guest. Um, and he talked about moving to Austin too. But, you know, they. so it was like um, it's one of these shows on TNT or TBS or whatever. And it's like they recreate like your favorite fast food. And they were recreating In-N-Out for him. And he was talking about how much he missed In-N-Out, but he didn't miss L.A. Look, it's not for everyone. If they want to leave, that's fine. They can leave. Less traffic for us. I'm good with it. (laughs) It is an underrated story, though, because he was such a big star when he was playing Vinny Chase on Entourage. And the guys from Entourage, Doug Allen's a buddy of mine who's the creator of the show, Name Drop, and he's got a, a really popular podcast right now. And the other guys, E and Drama, are both the co-hosts of the podcast. It's called Victory. And so they're always trying to get everybody back together. And I guess Adrian Grenier, he's like peaced out. I mean, he's living the farm life, and he's got nothing to do really right now with Hollywood or even that show. So I kind of find like the story to be underrated. I thought the show was all right. You know, the first few seasons were good. I'm just not a big fan of like getting the band and get back together unless you're actually like a band. Not a really big, big into like recreating these characters because more often than not, there's this need or sense that you have to continue having these characters at the same point in their lives with very minor changes um, because that's the way people remember them. I've always been irritated by that because no one stays the same person after 20 years. And we should respect right. that. Right. It's been a long time <laughs> since he did that show. You know, he was a yeah. kid. I mean, it was, I mean, I guess the show debuted in the mid-2000s, right? Yeah. So it's so, like. So if they want to yeah. bring him back and he's an out-of-work actor struggling and handing out tables and trying to get back in the biz or he's doing like some live streaming stuff or something like that, I might be interested. But if he's just going to be doing the same thing he did 20 years ago except with gray hair, yeah, I'm good. I don't need to see that. Right. And apparently he doesn't want to see it either. You know what I mean? There you go. Which is fine, you know? Which is totally fine. Michael? Uh, I haven't seen it. I'm too busy watching the Smithsonian Channel and educating myself. Hey, you can do both. Yeah. You can make yourself <laughs> dumber and smarter at the same time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And they did a lot of episodes at Laker games, so you probably were in some when you didn't even know it. Uh, well, where's my residuals? There you go. Well, no, residuals is all the it. bitterness you have about the show. <laughs> Clearly. All right, what's next, Craig? All right, LZ, Miles Teller will be playing producer Al Ruddy in a new behind-the-scenes movie about the making of The Godfather. Is it behind oh, God, the scenes? I saw that. No, dude, I don't want to see that. <laughs> okay, I was about to say, is, a, is it behind-the-scenes movie of any movie overrated, underrated, or properly rated? Oh, it depends on the movie. Well, okay, of The Godfather. What if it's Showgirls? Would you want to see behind-the-scenes <laughs> of Showgirls? <laughs> I don't know, that movie's terrible. Would you want to see behind the scenes? Yes, of I would. Girls? Okay, yes, then I would. shut up. Oh, Top Gun. Oh. I want to see the behind the scenes of Top Gun. Top you can gun. see behind the scenes of Top Gun. That's what I, I want. I want to see behind the scenes of Brokeback Mountain. We all got our things. <laughs> so I would, but I don't think that The Godfather is one of them. 
Um, Miles, very fine actor. Um, some interesting choices. I think I don't think I'll ever forgive you. He's the one that played uh, uh, the um, stretch guy from, uh, from uh, Fantastic Four, right, Mr. Fantastic? Mr. Fantastic, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not Stretch awful. Armstrong. And, and the sequel was awful, too. So... I he was also don't. the drummer in uh, what's that movie? Shoot, I can't remember the name. Which one? The one where he's the drummer? Excellent contribution, Greg. You're not that smart. No offense no. to you. <laughs> you mean the one wow. where he's a drummer in the band? No, it was. It wasn't uh, no, Whiplash. It was Whiplash. Whiplash. Whip- oh, Whiplash. Oh, Whiplash. Oh, oh, Whiplash. Yeah, he's the drummer. Yeah, I'm gonna say that. Oh man, I was so busy looking at the actor. Well, the the not the actor, the one that won the Oscar. Yeah. Um I didn't notice, but you know what? Now that you mention it. Is he gonna do the voice? Yeah, Michael remake. Oh, uh, uh, what do you think? Oh no, I'm sorry, LZ. Do the voice. Keep doing the voice for Michael. I, just, if I you was like. just, I was just wondering if uh, in this remake of the behind the scenes, if uh, you know, me and the fellas here were gonna have an opportunity to talk. Right? Do they do they make him a an offer he can't refuse, even in the remake of the film? So and they, if they if it's a remake of the film, are they going to have the same catering service they had in 1972? And you can't do a remake without uh, Marlon and Michael. You know, I mean, come on, and uh, Al Pacino. Come on, you can't do that. Well, I guess there got to be other actors that are going to play the actors. Yeah, right. Yeah, nah. That's like when they tried to do. Uh, what did they do? Um, they just did a. Uh, oh, all in the family. They had Woody Har- Harrelson as Archie Bunker. No, no way. You can't do that stuff. Really? Yeah. Was it was the live performances. And so they had some other guys trying to be George Jefferson and Louise. You can't do it. Leave it alone. There is, there is only mm. one Sherman Helmsley. I exactly. can tell you that right now. Hey, look, there's a band over there. They're going to redo the Beatles. Uh, that doesn't work. That does it's called the cover band. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or now yeah. it's called the tribute band. Yeah. Yeah, mm. right, exactly. All right, that is overrated, underrated, properly rated. All right, coming up next, Michael, I've got an unbelievable travel story for you. Ooh, yeah? That you it, this this applies to you in the sense that you are going to have the same reaction I did. All okay. Right. So let's do that on the other side. Plus strange few days for the Dodgers over the weekend. We'll get to that. Obviously, Lakers and Suns and the Clippers all of a sudden in control. Lots to come here on the show. We're here till 5.30 today before Michael and Sliwa take over for the pregame in a pivotal Game 5 between the Suns and Lakers. We'll be back. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yeah, yep. Sedano, LZ, and Cap with you here on 710 ESPN. Don't forget, each and every weekday for the next month, We've got our bash for cash contest. Mm. We're basically at 415. We will take caller number four once you hear the cue to call. And here's how the contest works. You will pick a player on the Dodgers or Angels. You can pick either team. And you will pick who you think will hit a home run, a player you think will hit a home run, and what inning you think they'll do it in. And if you get the player right, you get 100 bucks. If you get the player and the inning right, you get 200 bucks. But every day we don't have the, a winner, it goes up in an increment of $100. So, in other words, if tomorrow, if Darren, who was our guy today at 415 from Burbank, doesn't win tonight in tonight's game, 
That contest tomorrow is up to 200 and 400, and then it'll go up to, if someone else doesn't win, 300 and 600, and then 400 and 800, 500 and 1,000, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So make sure you're listening each and every weekday at 4.15, or listen for the cue to call, heading into that 4.10 segment, basically 4.10 commercial break, and then you'll be able to get your chance to win. Is Seager Seager healthy? No, he's not. not. Uh, But but this this caller today chose Chris Taylor in the third, so Darren, good luck. I would say that's a pretty good call. I was thinking Albert Pujols because the Dodgers are playing against the Cardinals, but Chris Taylor had that 14 pitch at bat. Did you guys happen to see that? Yeah. Um, and then he had a base clearing double on that play. fourteen pitches, dude. So, but not much of a home run hitter, Chris Taylor. No, so but I, but I'm just thinking he's seeing the ball really, really well right now. Yeah. You know, he's patient. He's a patient man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's possible. I hope he wins. So. What's the record for most pitches added in a bat? Oh, good question. Man. Good question. Uh, most pitches, pitches at, added in a bat. George, you uh, I will up? tell you right I can now. Make I've, something up. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Belt made history on April 22nd, 2018 of the Giants. He worked a 21 pitch at bat. Whoa. Wow. Who was the pitcher? Uh, Belt hit 16 foul balls in the first inning battle against Jaime Barria. You would think he got tired of swinging. Damn. That's incredible. Yeah, 21 pitches. Wow. Yeah, that is crazy. Did he get a hit on the 22nd? He did. He did. He He ended up. Oh, no, no. Uh, it ended in a fly ball to right field. Oh, gee. I, oh, yeah. All that for, all all that that for, for nothing. That? All, yeah, all that for nothing. <laughs> yeah. For real. Uh, Pitcher was so, happy. So, uh, yeah, you could have sure. got some nasty Dodger dogs during all of that. That's right. Yeah. So, Michael, let me ask you a question. Yeah, you went traveling. So, I, 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 I was traveling this uh, this past week. I did game three in Dallas between the Clippers and the Mavericks. Yeah, which, we saw you. Don't pump yourself up. You did a good job. Thank you. Uh, it was really loud in there, by, by the, the way. way. Uh, this series is over. Uh, the Clippers took their Clippers heart. are going to win this series. Oh, yeah. Dallas should even no waste. question about they it. They should even Arthur. waste Mark Cuban's gas flying back here. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's crazy. By the way, super loud in there. As loud a building as I've heard. And I've been in that building for finals games. So okay? loud. So loud they scared Porzingis away from the two games. They did, yes. <laughs> and and it was it was so loud I couldn't hear my own broadcast. I had to tell the producer to literally yell go George when I had to speak. How many people I do, hear how myself. many people did they have in the arena? Coach uh they had seventeen thousand. Oh, what birthday. are we waiting for? It's your birthday. Come on. So it's, man, it's Texas, man. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. We need 17,000. Staples yeah. Thursday Texas, night. You know, so you were traveling. Austin, what happened? and then there's Texas. Yeah, so when I was traveling to the game, I was, uh, you know, I get there, whatever, I'm chilling out, I'm, you know, I'm reading my iPad or whatever, and I look to my left, and in the uh, across the aisle from me, there is a man not wearing shoes. And not only is he not wearing shoes, oh, he's not wearing socks. Oh. And I was, I was like, I, I wanted plane? to throw up. And I, I thought of you immediately, Michael, because I said to myself, who in the hell would take off their shoes and their socks even if they were wearing them yep. um, on an airplane? I don't care how much they clean these planes right. anymore. Yeah. I would never do that. Exactly. Well, wow. let's see. What let's did just... he look like, George? <laughs> What's that got to do with it? He was oh. uh, a big, burly sort of man. Like, oh. not, not like burly, like – trying to think like who would he like he kind of looked like trevor bauer ish size wise did he have right? someone like sitting next say. to him uh, he was in the opposite yeah I, I was in the other side of the aisle from him was yeah. someone next to him in the seat right no 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 this is one of those big 777s yeah american airlines it's one of those big 777 so yeah, you know there's airlines. the uh two the each side has one and then two in the middle or yeah. whatever yeah. yeah now did you notice george because this is really important yeah what kind of shoes 
did he take off? And let me explain the question just one level deeper, which is if you're wearing flip-flops right. on an airplane. You're my, gross. That's okay. nasty. Okay. You're gross. You shouldn't wear flip-flops on an airplane. I concur. I'm the kind of guy that has to wear closed toe shoes and a long sleeve shirt because I don't want the guy's hairy arm next to me to even touch my skin. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. But, but I'm curious. Did you observe what kind of shoes he was wearing that he took off? Uh, I, they looked like sneakers, um, you know, mm-hmm. but maybe he was wearing the sneakers without socks. I don't know. Um, but I saw sneakers on the floor. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. And, but you didn't see socks. You, you're not sure he took his socks off. I don't know if he took the socks off or not. Nonetheless, he was sitting there just bare feet. Mm-hmm. crossed leg the whole flight mm-hmm. well at least for the stretch oh wait a minute noticed. and he crossed his legs too so his yes foot that was means like, one of them had to be on the ground yeah so his foot was like up in the air like like knee high one was in the air one was oh. on the ground yes <laughs> did you eat next to him <laughs> did you was there like a bowl of cheetos <laughs> next to him <laughs> remote control yeah no yeah yeah that's no, no. disgusting i did not eat i went to i went I, to sleep so i i was i so you have a sense of the kind of person i am Mm-hmm. I was in a rush once mm-hmm. and was leaving the air, was leaving the hotel, barely made my flight, mm-hmm. but in the process put on flip flops because I couldn't find like my shoes and stuff. And I was just running out the door, mm-hmm. got to the security line for TSA and realized I had to walk barefoot, oh. barefoot yeah. through the security little yeah. thing. Got any open wounds on you? I feet? took my ass to the restroom afterwards, got some paper towels, and, and proceeded to scrub my feet. <laughs> I would have done the same thing. Yeah. I scrubbed my feet. You were like, and very, I was still grossed out by me. You were like Mary Magdalene scrubbing Jesus' feet. Huh? <laughs> oh I was God. just like, I don't know if this is sinful or not, but I need to get this off of me. Wow. And I always used to look at people and wonder, why? Why? Wear flip-flops on a plane? No, why be barefoot in any of this travel? Well, do you, you guys travel? Do you guys put your head back on the headrest on planes? No, you don't. What about you, George? What? Put your head back against the headrest. Um, I, I've done that, but I always wipe the seats down first. Oh, you do? No, yeah, I, I my, take my, those little. No. Wi- wi- I, even before the pandemic, I, I always travel with those little like uh, wet wipes yeah. things. Yeah. You know, yeah. like and just wipe it down one time oh, real quick. I know. Chin in hand and and lean forward. Yeah, me too. I will. <laughs> I will say this though. And this also speaks to the snob in me. The cheaper the airline ticket, the least comfortable I am. Mm-hmm. The more Southwest flights I have, the more Lysol I carry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you guys the, use the pillows? It depends on the airline. Do they have to be like in plastic wrap before you, or can they just be sitting in the overhead and you'll pull them I always out thought the plastic wrap thing was a ruse. Yeah, you don't, you're right, because you don't know if they wash them or not. <laughs> I was like, you don't fool me. Yeah, you're right. You know, I've cleaned my room and threw everything under the bed before. I know how this works. Yeah. What if somebody took their shoes off and kept their socks on? Is that still as no. big of a problem? Because i got to be honest with you guys. I would be guilty of that. I really would. Do you go to the restroom that way? No, 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 no. I have to put my shoes back on before I, I go to the restroom. I was checking to see you had any Britney. <laughs> yeah, but even still, it's gross. When you think about it, your socks are touching the bottom of the plane, and then right. you're putting your socks into your shoes. I mean, even that is gross, but I don't know why. I want to take my shoes off when I'm on the plane. And you know how nasty the uh, – do you do you guys ever touch the uh, the, the uh, dinner tray with your hands? Oh, yeah. Of oh, that's, oh yeah. That's, that's where all yeah. the bacteria gotta, gotta is. Wash it. Gotta wash that down, man. Oh, man, yeah. Gotta yeah. Wash, I gotta use it because that's how I write if I'm on a trip. Oh, do you put like a cloth over it first? No, I just wipe it down and just try to like, you know. Yeah. See, where you've got me all freaked out, Michael, yeah. 
is the um, if I go somewhere, sit down in a chair, and then I come home and I sit down on my couch or I sit right. down on a kitchen chair or I, get, or I lay down in my bed, yep. but I haven't taken my clothes off. I'm like, ooh, everything that was there yeah, is exactly. now here. And and I've I'm not I mean I I used to be kind of germaphobic I think I've kind of gotten over it but I mean like I, I I will sit on a toilet seat I mean I'm just gonna say that right now I mean I will like George well, when you yeah, for. like George when you get when you leave a plane don't you change your clothes as soon as you get to your room or to your I house sh- oh yeah I shower yeah, yeah, yeah shower. for sure Put that stuff off man but, yeah definitely shower do you guys like wipe down the bathroom before oh, yeah. the three thousand mile club the mile high club or do you just take a chance oh you mean in the uh, in the plane. Yeah. In the lavatory? Before you go mile high, do you say, hold up, let me clean this off first, and then we can? Or do you just... I think you're the only one who's been to join that, that club on this Yeah, this I've, group. I've never been able to figure out the physics of the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's quite Greg, easy. Greg, by the way, Greg, do you want to tell people how you travel? I mean, after all this, not really. Go ahead. You wear <laughs> flip-flops, don't you? I do. I wear flip-flops on yeah. planes. Every, every single time. Like shorts on purpose? To, yeah, shorts. Yeah. Oh, yep, shorts and flip-flops. Nasty. I like to be comfortable. I don't Is care. Is that why you have four toes and not five? <laughs> I mean, yes, but that's not. That's a whole. That's neither here than there. Right? But yes, I wear flip flops every time. It gets me in and out real fast. I don't have to worry about taking off my shoes. Yeah. And just, if you do urgent care after you get syphilis, you yeah. know, if you just tell them that you know you like to be fast, I'm sure they just give you the shot. And you, you walk through right security out. when you're in your bare feet. Uh, I you mean, have I to. I yeah, to. you have to. Yeah, there was no choice. Yeah, there yeah. was no choice. Well, back then, it wasn't. But I, I, mean, I can, I but I can tell airplane. he was getting it live, though. I could no, tell no, he, he was thinking about it. By the way, he was trying to figure out how to lie. He didn't bring that part up. Had he told you he had like TSA pre-check or something like that, where you don't have to take off your shoes, I would have called him a liar because we talked about this yesterday, and he said he didn't have it. I don't have it. I don't go on airplanes. I haven't been on an airplane since the pandemic, so I don't know. Now it all changes. Now, yes, now the habits change. This is totally different. Wetsuit and shoes and socks. Oh. No, anyway, yeah, Steve Mason texting and says Bergman is disgusting. <laughs> Someone says that we are ridiculous. Flip flops on a plane is totally fine. Who yes, thank no, you. No, it is not. Whoever Actually, said that, totally I agree. Fine. It is what you tell yourself because you've been listening to our show and realize your body is encompassed with germs. Yeah, I will say that I have flown and I have worn flip flops, although I don't make a practice of it. And I've taken my shoes, my flip flops off, and had my bare feet touching the floor. I mean, I just I got to oh make that God. admission. I got to make yeah. that admission. I can't. Right. Oh I can beat God. up on everybody else, but I got to at least admit that I've been there and done Christ. this. I flew with a Thanks, guy. Cap. I flew with a guy a couple of years ago uh, on the Laker plane. He was like my seatmate. Thank God he, he left. But anyway, he used to travel in flip flops, and he would sit next to me, cross his legs so his feet oh. would be like six inches from uh, my seat. No, 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 no. You got rings, Michael. You don't have to stand for that. Should I have said something to him? Yes. Oh. Yeah, you should have said something. If you only had one ring, then you shut up and just take yeah. it. But you got multiple rings. I know. All my skin was crawling the whole two hours. I'm oh gross. Yeah. Who was yeah. it? All right. Tell uh, us. guy named Roman. Oh. Yeah. All right. He, he oh, knows he who he is. I thought he was back in Greek yeah. days. Huh? Yeah. Uh, all right. Coming up next, Michael, uh, we're going to open to the phones for people who uh, – do this stuff on planes. Do you take your shoes off? Do you take your Gross. socks off? Do you go in flip-flops? 877-710-ESPN. Plus, Michael's going to help us break down game number five. A pivotal game five, Michael Thompson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to break it all down coming up in just a moment. Stick around. 710 ESPN. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Gregory, what do you have? All right, so there was a little – Andrew Whitworth of the Rams, the left tackle for the Rams, was uh, did a little bit of media today, and he said that – Put it this way, I'm old enough where every time I DoorDash Taco Bell, I feel it. And Andrew Whitworth is 39 years old. So I'm wondering, do you guys DoorDash or any of those apps fast food? 
I do not. I don't fast no. food, do fast food on that. It's just silly. Why am I going to pay such an upcharge for something I can go get and, you know, that quickly? Like, well, I, isn't, no, that, I, isn't that funny? Because back in the day, it'd be like, yo, you guys want to get some McDonald's? You're like, okay, who's going to go? I don't want to go. You want to go? No, I don't want to go. All right, you go. I'll buy, you fly. And that's the way you, you could solve that problem. Now, everybody's just so utterly lazy and apparently willing to spend twice as much. I'll now door dash the fast food and I'll pay twice as much because I just don't want to go get it. Hmm. I yeah. don't DoorDash fast food. What is the cheapest thing that you will DoorDash? Um, It'll be beer, champagne. Really? Uh-huh. Cheapest thing I would DoorDash. DoorDash booze? Wine, yeah. I guess booze. Yeah, yeah, yeah booze. wine, stuff like that. No, I don't, I don't DoorDash but, booze either. I like, no. go, uh, I like to go and buy my own booze. Uh-huh. Well, you just want to get away from the wife, huh? No, I just want to get. I want. Well, because some, sometimes when I buy wine, she misses Michael's. I mean, listen, I, I don't need. I need to a break. Out. Get me away from I, these kids. I I don't need to do that to you know to get away. It's okay, George. Um, we, we all have kids. I do like. He's like I do I'll cover that game in Dallas, of course, <laughs> yeah. boss. I really don't want to go to Dallas. I don't want to go cover this game, but they're making me. You're right. Yeah, sure, I uh, I like to go to get wine at the, my grocery store because sometimes I want to get something different. I don't know what I want, so I like. I actually do like to go because maybe I'll. I'll see something. Uh-huh. The person who works there may recommend something to me. I'll take the recommendation, see if I like it. You know, what's your uh, what's this... your limit on uh, price when you get wine? What's your top? What's price? What's my limit? Yeah. I mean, it just depends. Am I buying wine for like a special event, or am I buying just no, wine just, to just hang out and drink? Just to hang out and drink. What's your what's your top price you'll pay? Uh, I don't know. I mean, look, I'll give you an example. So they had a triple discount weekend this weekend mm-hmm. at my grocery store, which means thirty percent off the uh, already you know marked up price, right? Um, so, you know, that's when I take advantage and buy, uh, maybe some nicer wines. Right. Uh-huh. So I bought like, uh, you know, I bought some, a regular Camus nice. in that situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, good I taste. bought, I bought, uh, some cake bread. I bought, uh, silver some, oak, so, yeah, silver oak. Exactly. Very which is very si- similar on the price with Camus. Yeah, and I bought, uh, some Dow special reserve, Ooh. which was very nice yeah. from Paso Robles. So, but on a regular, you know, I don't know, man, like 20 bucks, 25 bucks. Like I'm good with that. Yeah. I don't know. It's got to be Camus. You can't buy a $20 bottle of wine? I've had good $20 bottles of wine before. Yeah, so I, you can find well, some wait, good wine for that. Are we talking white wine or red wine here, Michael? You like white or red? Red. I'm a Cab or a, or a uh, Pinot or Syrah. Pinot Noir. Yeah, yeah, look, I mean, you can buy yourself some Siduri. Um, from the, they make three or four different kinds. Yeah. I like the one from Oregon in Willamette Valley. It's 24 23, 23 24 bucks. We got wine coming out pretty soon. Clay and Nolan Arenado uh, collaborated for uh, oh, Di- yeah? Diamond and Key. Diamond and uh, Key. You get it? You know yeah, what? I get it. Yeah, cool. for basketball and baseball. Right. And how, how much is that? Up? What's the price point on be, that going to be? That's going to be high end. We're going to have some calves and Chardonnay. Uh, so it'll be around 80 to and 110, Chardet. something like that. Yeah. Did you ever meet yeah. Chardonnay? Chardonnay? Uh, no, I never met her. Good. Yeah. She's still singing? Well, I mean, the way the Chardonnay sings once Sweetest every 10 taboo, years man. or something like that. She's probably yeah. at the uh, some fair fairground singing. I just know that no. you were. She's not a fairground person. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> really? If she if she announced she was going on tour tomorrow, the, uh-huh. the shows would be sold out all over the world. Really? The major no, arenas everywhere. In, a, in, yeah. in the Staples Center, 100% yeah. guaranteed. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Michael, I how agree. did how did Clay and Nolan Arenado hook up to create a wine company? Oh, we all we know their family. They, uh, Trace and Nolan Orange grew up County. playing youth baseball together, so yeah. we know their families. Yeah, yeah. nice. And then since wow. Clay and and uh, Nolan have made it so big, they decided, hey, let's. And they're both into wines. Yeah, let's, uh, you know, Dwayne's got Wade's got his wine. C.J. McCollum has his, but yeah. ours are going to be the best. 
Yeah. You I should mean, get Kevin Love in there, wine. too, from your time in Oregon. And you I know. Can, they can all yeah. collaborate. All He's got a great name for wine, right? Love wine. Mm. Yes, exactly. I mean, you can't ask a better brand name than that. Dave Roberts <laughs> has a fantastic wine. Yes, he does. Really? He does? Wine. Yes, yeah. it's Dave, an amazing yeah. wine. He does. Right. I'd love to get into wine. Michael, would you? let's all get into wine together. Well, we got to come up with a name, though. What's going to be our brand? Oh, I don't Liquor. know. We can figure that out. Liquor. <laughs> Liquor. Yeah. L-Z. L-I-C-K-H-E-R. Liquor. Yeah, make it, make it counterintuitive. Yeah. L-Z, yeah, exactly. let these guys go into the wine business together. <laughs> let's, let's you and me create our own line of weed. Oh, that's too much competition right there. No, there's a lot of competition. See, people yeah. are getting out of the wine business, especially up north, unfortunately, because of the fires and stuff. But yeah. weed? No, nah, you can't. Yeah, that's... that's have you no, guys been? A lot. Have you guys been watching the? You guys been watching the Mike Tyson special on ABC? I have, I have not, although I've seen the commercials. Yeah, yeah, it, they, they're doing a good job, but they did a disservice to Mike because they didn't really focus on the man that he has become. You know, he's well, kinda, I think that's that's tonight in the last tonight? episode. Yeah. yeah, I hope so because yeah, yeah. he's turned out to be an, a decent guy. Anybody yeah, there's one more episode and it's tonight. Yeah. Anybody ever see his Broadway show? No, but no, but I heard it's good. Yeah, dude, I went. I was like, I can't believe what I'm watching. Like Mike Tyson is up there. Delivering a one-man yeah. stage performance. Wow, awesome. that's awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Hmm. All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. All right, Michael. Why will there be good times tonight in Phoenix in a pivotal game five between the world champion Los Angeles Lakers and the second-seeded upstart Phoenix Suns? Because the Lakers are going to come out in desperation mode. They don't want to come home down 3-2 or 2-3. They're going to come out with that same defensive intensity, focus, and execution they had in game two because that's what's going to take to turn it back around. They can't come out and just try to look, expect to trade threes with Phoenix because they ain't making their threes. So since they, until they rediscover their shooting touch, like their LZ Grandison out there shooting threes, they got to get out there and just shut down Phoenix and make it more difficult for them on the defensive end. Ooh. Okay. As right. simple as that. All right, I've heard That's it. a lot. That's okay. right. Well, it, not hey, about get get in there. I don't like the curse, but get in there, a s s s. And that's what I said about DeAndre Ayton. Well, knock his ass down. Yeah. Well, you got to be careful now because the NBA is so soft and sensitive now. LZ, if you knock him down too hard, you might get thrown out of the game. Yeah, just do it like Great Allen. You know, with a smile. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Or or do it like uh, Chris Paul does it, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, with the commercial. Of, Can yeah, anybody flop around more than that guy? You just touch yes. him on the shoulder and he's like throwing himself all around. The referees keep he, falling for it. He does do that a lot. Unbelievable. And I, and I keep watching and I go, you know, I've played basketball a long, long time. And while I get it, this is a professional level and the skill set is way beyond my comprehension, the laws of physics suggest <laughs> – the way you responded is a little exaggerated <laughs> right. based upon the impact of force you just encountered. Right, and the referees <laughs> keep falling for it. They keep giving him the foul. Yeah, but you ask the question, does anybody flop more than him? And I say, yeah. Who? Anthony Davis. A- AD flops? Come on, I don't man. think he flops. I oh. think he falls. Yeah, he's kind of long he's, and gangly. He just loses he, his balance. He, he falls. He all over the floor all the <laughs> yeah. time. I mean, can't No, no, no. No doubt about it. He fall, he's, a, he's a faller, but as I said, I think there's a theory behind it. Right. Which is what? Just, well, as I said before, he rose through the yeah. impact as opposed to try to fight it. Yeah. Yeah, he's not like trying to draw the foul. He just sometimes gets off balance and his big body will just, his momentum yeah. will take him down to the floor. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's why he gets hurt all the time. <laughs> Here's an interesting stat, and this is going to have to change, okay? So, so far through this series, this has been the series that LeBron has looked to score the least often in his entire playoff career. Not okay? anymore. Not o- outside, outside 
of the 2011 finals, which we all remember as like, what the hell happened to LeBron? But to your point, that's going to have to change if they're going to win this series. Yeah, yeah. He's got to come out and go for 30-something tonight. 30? 30 something. Thinking, thinking more like I, I, I need to get 40. Yeah, I'm with I feel like, I feel yeah. like this is a 40er. Mm-hmm. I think this is 40 for 40. Yeah. One, because to George's point, this has been the least amount he's looked to score, but his scoring totals are because he's not looking to score, not because the Phoenix Suns have done something to make life hard for him. The worst they can do is Joe throw Jay Crowder at him. Yeah. And we see how that's been turning out when LeBron decides he's just going to eradicate him. Right. So how many so, points do you see you want LeBron to have at the end of one tonight? At the, the end, end of one? one? Yeah. So, at I least need, 17. 17? I was going to say 15, but yeah, that's fine. Like, um, yeah, yeah. I was going to say 16, actually, because yeah. LZ said 17 and George said 15. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. What, what do you have? What do you have, Michael? Yeah, I agree. From 15 to 20, he's got to set the tone early. Set the tone. Set the tone, baby, because those guys yeah. cannot guard him and he decides to be right. aggressive. Right, well, and, and I don't, and I don't want a single jumper from those 17 points. Mm-hmm. I don't want him even looking at the three-point line. Yeah. I want him to have those dudes taking time out, walking to the bench, and say we can't do anything you to You know, you're right, them. because I remember in the 16, or some of those finals with the, with the Warriors, what had me worried was every time LeBron went down the lane, he either scored or he got to the line. You're right. Yep. I, used to, I used to hate to see that. I was so worried about, geez, LeBron, he's attacking, attacking all the time instead of settling for jumpers. When, when he attacks like that, yeah, it it changes your mentality as an opponent. Sure does. When he's shooting jumpers, even when he's knocking them down, he's letting you off the hook. Right, you're right. But when he's decided, you can't stop me, yep. young man, yep. and I'm just going to beat your ass for the next four quarters. Exactly, it's debilitating. Yeah, he's he's got to get back to. Hopefully, he's text him, LZ. You got his number. Tell him. I texted him last night. Oh, you did. You told him that. I hope. No, I was trying to get some of that tequila. He's got. <laughs> it's very expensive. Man, you still you know. thinking about yourself instead of thinking about the Lakers. Come I on, I was LZ. thinking about you too. I was like, Michael can't get this tequila, but I can. I know you got. I don't have your connections. Michael, what do yeah. you think tonight? When when if if AD doesn't play, mm-hmm. and 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 even if he tries to play and he's not really himself, what do you do if you're Frank Vogel? I mean, just if you could play it out right now, where you're going to distribute minutes? Is it is it all Drummond? Is it oh, Kuzma Gasol? is super important is tonight. Okay. Kuzma yeah, is unbelievably important. Kuzma needs to go for like 20 tonight or close oh, to it. please don't say that. Please don't say that. He has to. He can get 15. Because if he doesn't, then it's so much easier just to blame him for everything. And I've seen Drummond go for 20 and 20, 20, 20. He can do that. Oh. He's only 26, 27. He can I don't do that. Know if, I don't know if he's going to be playing the minutes against this team that would allow him to do that. Well, I've seen, seen him get 10 rebounds in a quarter in this yeah, series. Yeah, no, no, no. There's no. It's not that he's not effective. He's very effective against this small team. He can't stop DeAndre Ayton, but Ayton can't stop him either. All right. The problem is is that um, for LeBron to do what we're saying, that spacing needs to be what it can't be with him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do agree. I, I actually think Gasol should play more in this series. But let, let me sneak in a call here real quick. I know you want to wrap, Greg. But Eli and Ventura works for an airline. And we were talking earlier about the guy next to me who had no shoes on, no socks on, was barefoot on the plane. Eli, what do you have to say? Well, hi, guys. Um, well, ask me any questions you want to know about the cleaning process. I mean, I do I do mornings, afternoons, and evenings, depending upon what I'm scheduled. Okay. So um, I have a question. Yeah, no. Go right ahead. Have yes, you or anyone of your any of your colleagues ever witnessed the carpet being cleaned 
on an airplane? Other than vacuuming, no. Oof. Every time on the flight, every <laughs> <laughs> hold on, my man, hold on. That's twenty no. years of foot funk you just told me about, <laughs> man. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how often they shampoo those rugs on that thing. No, I don't. I, you know, quite frankly. I haven't even heard of them doing that, but they come in for general maintenance every once in a while. And so they pull them off and then they, they do a deep cleaning and all that, but it's few and far between. So other than vacuuming, which is now done after every turn. So like if you're flying from uh, San Diego to Los Angeles, they clean the plane um, when they get to LA. And then if you're going to San Francisco, then they'll clean it again. However, I am not going to, Yes, the backs of the headrests, uh, make sure you guys, if you're ever flying, wipe them down yourself. Mm-hmm. Because mm. before COVID and all of that, we didn't wipe the backs of the headrest down. Ugh. And um, that's one of the things that no matter what, do that. And with regard to the tables that come down off the seats, yeah. um, we don't do the best job of cleaning those either. So, <clears> again, <throat> if you're going to sit there, if you're going to use those things, and most people do, just clean them off yourself, and that way you feel better about it. And ask for as many of those little cleaning things that you need. They'll give them wait, to wait. you. Hold on, brother man. I got one quick question for you. Because yes, I heard a lot of we don't do this. What do you clean well? Ooh, the silence. Well, you can find <laughs> the silence. Oh, my God. The well, silence. Listen, well, what do you clean well? That's that. what you do in your kitchen is going to be different than what we do on an airplane. So... We, we do wipe down the majority of the the, uh, the galleys and the restrooms and things like that. We do wipe all that down. We wipe the floors down even in the restrooms after on the nighttime. They call it a run, remain overnight. So in the nighttime we do that, and then we clean it just vacuuming and regular cleaning in between those flights like I was mentioning early. But what do we do well? I, again, well is being defined, but definitely. Yeah, I mean, Apparently nothing. I mean, yeah. I, I, holy <laughs> cow! You know, I mean, we clean. I mean, don't get me wrong. We wipe stuff down, but I, I still will wipe my area down if I'm sitting on a plane, right. and we fly for free. So, I mean, yeah. I get to fly wherever I want to fly. So, but sir, hold on. I, I have one I, question for you. You say wipe yeah. down the headrest. Now, that's assuming that the seat is a leather seat, yeah. right? What happens if it's a material? I don't oh, even know. Cloth. What, yeah. yeah, cloth. What happens if it's a cloth seat? What do you wipe down then? You don't. In fact, I again, I would ask for some sort of, it reminds me of uh, Michael, how he's talking about going into a hotel room mm-hmm. and asking for extra sheets to lay it down on the ground. Right. So if I'm flying on an aircraft, I, I'm asking for something to be able to put on that cloth headrest back there. And they do have sheets that you can go over the headrest that they store in there. But um you just, fellas, just like COVID, just protect yourself. Don't rely on other people. Protect okay. yourself. Wipe things down. And, and you can't go wrong. But as far as taking my shoes off, no, they ain't going to happen. Would you advise? Okay, would, no. thank you. Would you advise anyone to, even though the, the blankets are wrapped in plastic, would you advise us to use those? Yeah, the plastic wrap things are great. Even uh, They're fine. And, and then because um, those are cleaned and then packaged as, as well as the pillows. If they don't have the wrapping on it, no, I ain't touching those things. No. <laughs> All right. Th- there you go, Eli. Thank you very much, buddy. Have a great day. You're, you're Thank welcome, you so much. Lo- love, love you guys. Thanks, guys. All right, All right man. Take too. care. All right. We'll take more of your calls. You know, I mean, that was pretty thorough. But do, now, will you still, <laughs> after listening to the cleaning, Eli, for sure. go barefoot on a plane? 877 Or, or shorts, like Bergman. Ugh. One more segment to go. Uh, we'll continue with the Lakers. 
We'll kind of give some thoughts and predictions. Also hit the Clippers up a little bit here as well in the last segment. Sedano, LZ and Cap, 710 ESPN. Oh, yeah. Michael, do you know what this song is about? Uh, let's see. I like the uh, instrumental. I got a story to tell by Biggie. Oh, no. Is, is this Biggie? Yeah, this is Biggie. So in this song, he was talking about allegedly mm, that, allegedly he had, my uh, foot. that he had hooked up with a uh, player a player's wife who played on the Knicks. And for many years, people thought it was John Starks. John Starks was on Highly Questionable, one of your favorite shows from back in the day, yeah. um, and told the story that it was not, that it was the uh, his teammate, may he rest in peace, Anthony Mason, allegedly. So, huh. mm-hmm. yeah. Actually, you know what? John didn't say it. It was Fat Joe who said it. John would not admit who it was, but he says it wasn't him, but it was one of his teammates. And that's how it was. Jo- then Fat Joe came on the show and said that it was Anthony Mason. May he rest in peace. Yes, crazy stuff. All the women out there, somebody's got to go mess with somebody else's woman. Well, listen, mm-hmm. I'm sure uh, that forum club back in the day, Michael, was a hot spot for stuff like that. You know, I went up there once in my four and a half years with the Lakers. You're was, such a nerd. No, it's just too crowded, once? man. It's just too crowded. You know, it just it was you no, couldn't really You did what you needed to do once. You didn't need to go back and revisit. No, no. I mean, the ladies up there were nice, of course. There was a lot of celebrities, but they were out of my league. <laughs> apparently not. Like they they oh. were in your league, apparently. Right? They were sitting right there. Because oh, yeah, you, you were rocking the Zubaz pants that you know, day? You yeah. were like, you, you know, know uncomfortable? Of course. That was the style back in the 80s, man. Michael. Who was the who was the big forum club guy in your on, in your locker room? In my locker room, yeah. uh, I think everybody except me and AC. We had only two yeah. uh, wholesome guys. Wholesome? <laughs> right. Were you as wholesome as AC? <laughs> me? No, I wasn't as wholesome as AC. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly not. You've got right. three boys. Only Tim so. Tebow is as wholesome as AC. Tebow and uh, Jesus, those are the people. AC was good. He, you know, and, he, I like. And even the, Jesus on shaky ground by comparison. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> God, God might have been thinking, you know, maybe I think I, I might adopt him as my son. You know, like, <laughs> the rules, man, those rules are strict. Happy Pride, by the way, Michael. I know this is a very important time of year for you. Pride this uh, Pride week this pride week. Pride month. Pride, yeah. pride month. I like how you Happy chopped pride it back month. down to a week. week? Look at you trying to get rid of it. Really? Me. Is that happening now? Pride. Really? Is it well, now? Okay, pride Pretty soon day, the rainbow flight is. Pretty soon, Michael's rainbow flag is just going to be like red and green. He's just going to keep them lowering Half and Half the colors, it. right? Exactly. My rainbow flag would be aqua blue and yellow. That's my colors. Yeah. All right. Um, mm-hmm. So let me ask you this, Michael. You were talking earlier about the Clippers. You said Mark Cuban shouldn't even fuel the no. plane. He got a jet. Don't, don't, don't waste the gas. The Clippers are now – they figured something out in this series. Now, Luka got hurt in the second game, but I was there. 30-11 to 11 in the first quarter. The place was rocking. Right. The Mavs were hitting everything. And I, at that point, I'm like, uh-oh, this may be over right. already the other way. And they, to their credit, they came back and they they not only came back to win the game, which was incredible, um, but in that same quarter, they were only down three. And then they went out and just destroyed them in game four. So what do you think of their prospects here moving forward? Oh, Dallas? Or no, the, Clip, the, or the Clippers. Clippers. Oh, the Clippers there, they found something. So this, uh, they'll get out of this series. They'll get to the second round and play the winner of Utah. Utah-Memphis. They'll play Utah-Memphis. Yeah. Oh, they could beat Utah. Utah looks good, but the Clippers could beat them. I yeah. agree. Greg said I was crazy yesterday because I said they could beat Utah. Yeah, they could beat Utah. Did Man. Utah look like the, the Showtime Lakers to you or something? No. No. Greg? Just, no, the Clippers just don't get out of the second round. So that's the second round. They're not going to get out of it. Well, that's I think they're consistent. Is what that is. It's that's consistency. You are you are going against history, Michael. Yeah, but you know, eventually history will be it'll turn Correct. the tide. I mean, does it? Yes. Yeah. Does it have to? It could happen I mean, this year. Maybe this is their year to finally get that uh, monkey. I feel like they're more like the Jesse Jackson of the NBA, and they still waiting on Obama. Mm-hmm. Obama, you mean to like make him vice president? 
No, because you keep saying it's going to happen one day. The oh, way yeah, we used yeah. to say a black person going to be elected one right. day. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to happen this day. <laughs> yeah. I think you may find yourself still waiting a little bit you know, because I, I, I don't believe they're constructed to win a championship. Well, I mean, they are shooting the ball very well. Kawhi and Paul George are playing like two of the best players in the game in these last two games. So these guys keep up that level of play. They could carry that team past the Jazz. What have the Jazz ever accomplished? I like I like Utah, but uh, they've that franchise has been to multiple finals. You, you've been to that franchise has been to multiple Western Conference finals. Yeah, these guys were in kindergarten when that happened. Still happened. Yeah, it's true. I mean, generationally <laughs> speaking, nobody from the Jazz on this particular team has done anything right. yet. Just like the same is true for the Clippers. Right. Um, Greg, I can feel your hate though, Greg. I can feel it. I have the same feeling for the Chargers. They'll never win. They'll always be terrible. You know, they'll always have good players, but they'll never actually win anything. I, I understand where it's coming from, Bergman. It's okay. And look, we just we went through this last year. They Against Denver in the bubble, they were up 3-1, and everyone was like, this is the year they're going to get out of it. It's going right. to finally happen. And then they fell apart. So until they actually get out of the second round, I believe they will always lose before the conference finals. And it's not really a hard thing to do because, I mean, Yes, it's true. None of the people are still alive, but because they are cognizant of that history and they're oftentimes asked about that history, that history is on their minds. So they may not have been part of those disappointments, but they're very much aware of them and and probably tell themselves, we don't want to be a part of them, which could complicate things depending upon your ability to process that kind of stuff. I think they're more determined this year to shed that bad reputation. That's why they look like they found something. Yeah, and, did they and find what, something when they were down 01 or 02? When did they find this something you're referring to? Oh, well, I'll tell you. I can tell you the exact moment because Ty Lue told me what happened or what he was going to do. Um, they decided to – they made an adjustment where basically there's less switching. They've basically benched uh, Patrick Beverly, and they've gone even smaller with Batum or Morris at center. And the huh? Mavs are playing big, and right. you know they were hitting shots out of their minds, playing above their weight, right. punching above their weight yeah. in the first game. And now with less switching on Luka, like between Kawhi and Paul George, that means the other guys have to hit shots, and they're not capable of hitting shots as well. There's your answer. Yep. There's the answer. So there you have it. Uh, all right, who wins tonight? Michael. Lakers 113, Phoenix 107. All right, Scott. Lakers 103. Suns 102. Ooh. LZ. Hmm. I have 98 to 87. Lakers, I presume. Lakers. Oh. Yeah. I I have Lakers 105-100 over the Suns tonight. So there you go. I think big LeBron game tonight. Oh, yeah. All right. Spock and the Jock are coming up next. Michael and Sliwa in the house. Get you ready for the Pivotal Game 5. And then, of course, Michael and John will have the call at 7 o'clock of said Pivotal Game 5. We will have all your reaction all day tomorrow, beginning at 9 a.m. locally. Well, of course, with Keyshawn, Jay-Z. Uh, Jay-Z. Keyshawn, I was like, Jay-Z's going to show up? Damn, Beyonce yeah, coming, coming by tomorrow, too? Yeah, Keyshawn, Jay-Will, and Zupin. <laughs> <laughs>